It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is, is the Go Birds Podcast. Podcast presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Elliot Shore Parks, James Seltzer with you. Elliot, we got a game this week. Like, I know it's preseason, but the Eagles are playing a football game this week. How about it? And they were willing to name a starter, right? So I kinda, guess that's a, kinda. a, a, yeah, a okay. step in the right oh, yeah. direction. I, you know? I guess he didn't have a choice because Thursday night someone will start the game. And he was like, well, I guess we're close enough to just this game that I can name right. a starter for it. Yes. Right. Had to clarify that. But uh, look, it was cool being back on the link uh, at the link on Sunday night for the open practice. But, you know, if you listen to this pod, you know, I love uh, preseason games. I love training camp. So I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to see them against a different team. I you look, it's not going to be a full game, but it's going to give us a chance to see if this offense really is as far behind as they've looked. Is this defense maybe as good as we actually think they could be? So I, I'm uh, I think there's gonna be a lot to look for. I'm excited. I'm uh, not as not as gung ho about preseason as you are, but I will say that after not having it last year, and after the the what feels like a ten year off season into training camp that we had, and a new head coach and a new quarterback and a new feel around the team, I'm excited, man. I'm looking forward to this more than I have well, for a and, preseason game, maybe ever, Elliot. And Thursday is one month. From uh from the start of the regular season, at least days, because it's I believe it's September twelfth they open. August this will be August twelfth, so you know, one month. Oh, how about it, buddy? How Does that make sense? I feel like, I feel like that sounds wrong. A Thursday to a Sunday doesn't sound like it should be one month. Twenty eight days, right? We're going with twenty eight days. Is that the idea? Yeah, I like I, it. I, I suppose. Yeah, my it's my ten year wedding anniversary on Friday. How about that? Oh the boy, thirteenth. Well, that ex- that explains why you're d- why you're doing just the most. Ab- Absurd thing on the face of the planet. You're damn right. My wife and I are going to a fish show for our anniversary. How about that? 
Look, I love that you're doing it. I really do. It's just I'm going tomorrow so too. Tiring. So tomorrow I'm finishing the show. I'm driving to Hershey to go to the show in Hershey. Then I'm coming back to do my show on Thursday. Then I'm going to AC for the weekend to go to three more shows. I can't wait. I'm so excited. So four like, beyond fish ex- as excited as I am for the preseason game, way more excited for fish. So here's my thing about seeing four concerts, right? And yes. I know you're saying they they once played MSG and didn't play the same song Thir- for 13. 13 shows right? in a row, didn't play the same song twice. But don't you want them to play the same song once or twice? Like your favorite Fish song, wouldn't you prefer to hear that at each concert? No, I, I would prefer to hear it often, but the only reason I like hearing it so much is because I don't hear it every show. Like, yeah, like if like there are certain songs where I'll never be upset to hear it. Like if they play You Enjoy Myself, like I'm going to love that no matter what, every single time they play it. Fluffhead, sure, play it every show. But it's part of the 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 joy of it is like, oh, it's been 20 shows since I've seen a Fluffhead. That's crazy. I can't wait to see a Fluffhead when I do see it. And then when you do see it, it's so much more meaningful, Elliot. So so no, I would not want them to play okay. the same songs all the time. So you're going to go Wednesday night. Like, are these like all night events? I oh, feel yeah, like yeah, like yeah, yeah. Night shows. Night like- shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All like 7, 7.30 start times. Probably come on like half an hour after ticket time, that kind of thing. Yeah, well, buddy. the parks parks pod on Thursday should be a, a uh, tiring experience. I'd <laughs> yeah, imagine. Yeah, I'm definitely not going to be my best on Thursday. I'll I'll tell you that much. But well, we'll get our we'll get our recap of the first show. Oh, buddy, will you ever, man? We could just make the whole show that if you want. I could I could. <laughs> do you want to listen? I don't know how the people would feel about that, but I'm sure there's some fish fans <laughs> yes. out there. Yes, so Ned maybe, Maddock, maybe they would enjoy our good it. buddy Ned Maddock is a fish head, so I love that. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Shout All out right. to Ned. Parks so, Ned. Parks Ned. Yeah. Yeah. It's our guy. Here we go. Love Ned. So um, either way, I can't wait. But let's talk Eagles because I think you're probably right. I think I'm much more excited about fish than the listening audience here is. So let's talk about what they love. And that's the Philadelphia Eagles, Elliot. Um, all right. Let, let's just dive in and, and preview this game on Thursday. Let, before we jump into the game, is there anything from the last couple days of practice that you, that you think needs to be mentioned before we kind of look ahead? Yeah, so we're recording this on a Tuesday, and uh, the Eagles did have a practice today. It was a rather light one, I would say. Um, I don't know if it's because of the excessive heat or because they have a game on Thursday, but it was just a a lighter practice. Uh, Andre Dillard went into the locker room at the beginning of practice with what looked like a leg injury. I'm just guessing that because he was walking gingerly, so it it could be anything, but it looked like it was a lower body injury. Went into the trainer's tent, came out, went inside with trainers, didn't return. So my guess is he's not playing on Thursday. And interestingly enough, Sirianni wouldn't say who was going to start. Now I think there's no doubt that, uh, you know, Andre Dillard, or not Andre Dillard, Jordan Mailata is going to start. And this is probably the final nail in the coffin for the competition because if Mailata goes out there on Thursday night and plays well, I think the competition, I've been thought it's over, but it's definitely over. If uh, if Dillard can't play on Thursday and Mailata plays really well, I think that's the, the, uh, the final draw, final straw. Yeah, and it certainly seems like this is one of those pivot positions with the whole Howie Jeffrey thing and the, you know, how we've talked about, and look, it's been true. We know it's been true that, and it's just a fact of, of the NFL. It's not just the Eagles, but if you're a higher draft pick, you're going to get more opportunities. You're going to get more chances and all that. But, but this, I feel like is going to be a real test of that here because Dillard was a first round pick. You know, they traded up to get him. He was ranked by many as the best tackle in that draft. And if you're going to start my lot over him, who was a seventh round draft pick, a project, and and it's amazing where he's gotten to, and and I, you know, I think you should be proud of that project and what it's turned into. But but we know how they work, and and it's going to be a real test. Like 
if they might have been helped out by this injury, Andre, this this injury, if it, if it lasts, could make the decision that much easier for them, and they don't have to, you know, really get involved in that. But it is a test of this thing of the fact that that this whole competition thing, this whole thing Sirianni's doing, like if for some reason, let's say he's healthy, and if for some reason Mylotta outplays him this entire time, which it seems like he has. You know, from you, from everyone we hear from, is Jordan Mailata has just been like light years better than Dillard so far. Yep. If, if Dillard yep. ends up playing, ends up the starter, that's and again, I don't think it's going to happen because it just seems like it's trending in, a, in an a, a impossible way to sell that. But man, if he ends up the starter, that that's a problem. That would be a real problem. Yeah, and like you said, I I don't think it's going to happen. But I agreed, if it did happen, that would. Certainly, you know, be a topic for a pod to say the least if that uh, <laughs> if that happened. But here's another Jordan Mylotta question for you. I was debating this. Uh, I wrote about it last week. I've been thinking about it more and more. So, let's assume Dillard's not going to be the starting left tackle. Jordan Mylotta is. Jordan Mylotta is a free agent at the end of the year. If you were the Eagles, would you try to sign him now or would you wait a year? Um. I, and and in, like franchise him or something? Is that like the other option? No, like sign him to an extension. You're yeah. saying sign him now or wait to the end of the season, not wait a year. You're saying wait to the because it has to be a decision has to be made at the end of the season one way or the other. Oh right? yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I was just confused like a, by the right. phrasing. That's what threw me off when you said next year. I guess technically right. it will be next year. Actually, you're right. Like it, it'll be February or whatever. So well, I'm, I'm always right, James. <laughs> you know that. So you uh, know. look, if he looks really good, uh, and obviously it's about um, evaluation and projection, but if he looks great. And if you think that he is your left tackle of the future, I'm signing him immediately. I don't think there's any way that he will be less expensive if he has a great season. You know, so if you believe in him and you believe he's going to go out and be really good this year, I think you almost have to sign him now. Mm-hmm. So with all of this, it definitely depends on the deal, right? Like what is of he course. willing to take? Yeah, all those things. Yes. But my concern with signing my lot, would be, and this is kind of a large picture philosophy. I think I've adopted the more I think about it, but I just, I don't know. I think sometimes people are in such a rush to get a good deal that you end up taking a massive risk on overplaying, overpaying for a player that's not proven yet. Like, I understand the logic, and you're right. If, if internally the Eagles believe they have a real, like, franchise left tackle on their hand, it's hard to blame them for signing him. But my lot has only started, you know, a handful of games. He do, does have back problems, or at least has had back problems for a 300 and whatever pound guy. I think that's concerning. Um, and I would almost rather, if I'm the Eagles, make him play through the year, prove that he is is like a quality starting left tackle for a full season, see if he can stay healthy. And I'd rather pay more next year than pay now and just cross my fingers and hope. No, I get it. I get it. I, I definitely get I think there is real merit to each side of the argument. I don't think this is cut and dry. But I definitely think that if you believe he's going to go out and be great this year, it will be cheaper now. Like, without a doubt. And it might be, that's the thing, is your your first point is really the only thing that matters is what's the deal. Because right. theoretically, I mean, right now, Jordan Mailata is not proven at all in the NFL. Like, he has played a very small portion of NFL games comparatively to the time he's been in the league and all that. And coming up for free agency at this time, like, if you look at comps, like, if they were to sign him now, people who've played the amount of games he's played and whatnot, like, you could theoretically get a massive discount. Right. Like then him going out and dominating this year. Right. So well, I, it, it is a fast. It, no, no. It's just a fascinating risk reward uh, and and um, trusting your projection and your evaluation type of situation. And I think that from my lot of perspective, too, it's an interesting decision, because on one hand, he was a seventh round pick. 
that unless you know he has some type of wealth I'm I'm unaware of like has made has made serious <laughs> oh, you, money in the NFL. You didn't know for his father's person. an oil tycoon. He's worth billions, right? right? Yeah, he's like Nick Foles, whose <laughs> yeah, dad's like exactly. a restaurant tycoon in Texas. But um, you know, Jordan Mylod has obviously made good money. Clearly, right? He's making you know three hundred thousand dollars a year, or whatever. So Mylod is not hurting for cash, but he's not was not a first round pick. He's not really received like generational wealth right from the NFL so on one hand I think that he is ripe if you're the Eagles for getting him at a discount yep. because if you go to him now and you say look we'll give you 30 million guaranteed I mean if I'm my lot I understand that if you wait a year you know you you could make you could double that right or, or even over almost triple it like he could get serious serious cash next year on the open market as a starting left tackle with his type of potential but at the same time you know, to what we just said, he's not proven. He has had back injuries. He hasn't made a lot of money. I, I think if I'm my lotta, I would be open to taking a discount now and just be like, you know what? I'll take I'll take the thirty million now. And if it if it ends up being a bad decision, I'll renegotiate the deal in two years anyway. But I, especially because he's so young right too. Cheap one. Yeah, especially because right. he's so young too. Like he does have time to to get another deal and all that. To maybe two more deals and all that. So yeah. No, I, I'm with you. I think it's a fascinating situation that Bear's watching because I, I could absolutely see why my lotta would be down to take a discount. Like like you said, I mean, that's $30 million. You've been living, and again, $300,000 is is no joke. I mean, for you, for me, for, right. for everyone listening, the vast majority of people listening to this pod, it's like, wow, I make that much money? But right, for like him, I would call that life-changing money. Me too. Someone wrote me a check me for 300000 Me yeah. too. Me too. Big time. Without question. But, you know, for a football player, it, it, it's just a different world. So I, I do think it's a really fascinating discussion. And and to your point, I think it's going to be fascinating to see how they handle it. And from his perspective, too, the Eagles did teach him the game of football. Like Stoutland has been his only coach. So I can also see if you're him of um, obviously you want to give, I guess, Eagles some type of hometown discount. But outside of just that, leaving Philadelphia would be worrisome if I were him. Like you've only just learned a game. You've had the same coach. So, you know, I, I think it's a tough call and the Eagles will have to make that decision. I'm sure that negotiations have priority started right but uh, i think it's just an interesting dynamic on both sides yeah i think it's fascinating anything else from uh from practices before we start to look at the game um so Devonte smith did some running on the sideline something that we haven't seen him do before so it seems like he's progressing in the right way um and we can get into the minutia of how the offense was i don't know if you want to do big big picture stuff but hurts like i said i think i had him as 10 of 13 no touchdowns uh he's at like I didn't count the reps up today, but it looks like he was probably at about like 20, 25 reps. He's at like 230 reps with 10 touchdown passes, which is just not a lot. Mm. And I understand that the drills pay, play a big role in that, you know, where they're at, those type of things. But, you know, Carson would routinely throw like 25, 26 touchdowns in training camp. So and the, the drills aren't that different. You know, they, they are different, like in the way that, you know, I, I don't remember how much red zone Carson did and that type of stuff, but they're still playing football. And they're just not throwing a lot. And Jalen is not throwing a lot of touchdowns. All right. So let's start there in looking ahead to the game. Because we've talked a lot about Jalen Hurts and the potential for him to be more of a gamer. And maybe you don't see it all in practice and all that type of stuff. A, what do you need to see from Jalen Hurts to feel better on Thursday night? And also, how much Jalen Hurts do you think we're going to see? I mean, that's one of those. They've only got three preseason games this year, right? And and usually, yep. at least historically, the last preseason game, you don't play the starters. So, and maybe they will because they're only three. Who knows? But less time, and especially for an offense that, again, we are going to go into the season with very little live in-game reps for this quarterback and this head coach together. 
Um, you know, I'm generally, as you know, in the years we've talked, I'm generally a rest your guys in the preseason guy. I don't know if I could say that this preseason. I yeah, I agree. I, I always thought, I think we were on different sides of this. I always thought Carson playing, not playing Carson in the preseason was a mistake. Yeah, we were I always thought, we were always on different sides of this, and I'm I'm coming around to your side on this one for sure. Yeah, and look, I mean, t- to me, like if Tom Brady's playing in the preseason, then I don't want to hear anything about anybody not playing in the preseason. Like if anyone in the world has an excuse not <laughs> yeah. to play in the preseason, it is Tom Brady, and you know he's making this decision. It's not like he doesn't want to play, and the Bucks are forcing him to play, so he's deciding that he's playing. So I think Jalen will play. A handful of series and you know what Sirianni said today which might sound like a cop-out answer but I think there's just truth to it is if they come out and they go on you know a five play 80 yard touchdown drive then sit them right like you've had the success you feel good and all those things but if the offense is really struggling and they're going three and out three and out I mean I'm not saying you keep them out there till they succeed but look this offense needs reps Jalen Hurts needs reps so I I am fine with playing him I, I'm not worrying about injury injury if it happens it happens and I don't mean to sound like heartless obviously I don't want Jalen to get hurt but my point is they, they have to play the game like they have to get better Jalen said himself he would play every snap of the game if it was up to him so I think it's important that they get the reps and you know in terms of what I want to see from them this sounds vague but I think it's just where the offense is at I just want to see them look good. Like, I, I don't care how that happens, whether it's running the ball down the field, whether it's, you know, completing a 50-yard bomb or whatever. They, I think this offense just needs some type of positive momentum to happen. It's been so, it's been so tough for them in practice. And I asked Jalen this today about whether he thinks it's because of the defense and all that. And, you know, I, he's never going to outright say it, but what he, what he kind of alluded to was, look, there's a lot of talent on the Eagles defensive side of the ball. And I think there's truth to that. So I do want to see them against another team and see if they can have success or not. I definitely agree with that. But I also like, I don't like that answer that much. It feels like a I'm paraphrasing to be clear. Okay. Just, okay. Yeah. But, but okay. whatever it is, it feels like somewhat of a cop out. Like I get it. Like there might be talented players, but do good against talented teams, right? I mean, you're going to face good defenses this year. Not every defense you're going to face is going to stink, and there will be defenses that are better or at least as good as the Eagles' defense will be. And again, we don't even know how good the Eagles' defense is. It could just be that they're fine and the Eagles' offense is a true disaster. We don't know, obviously. But let's say that the Eagles' offense is really good. I still want to see you do better against them. I still want to see you beat a good defense, like especially a defense. At least occasionally. Yes, exactly. (laughs) So, So that does... I agree with you. I need to see them do well against another defense for sure, but I, I don't love that that mentality. Oh, you know, we'd be better if we weren't playing our good defense. Like, I don't love that. Like, you know, for what it's worth. The, well, yeah, and I want to go back and read the quote because maybe I'm misremembering. But, I, you know, he did say that there's a lot of talent on the Eagles' defense. Um, the other thing Sirianni said I thought was interesting, and I appreciate the honesty here, was – you know, he said one of the advantages they have is that no other team has seen their coaching staff. Now, you know, I, I think teams can figure out what Sirianni's going to run generally because they know where he's coached and they know where Gannon's been and those type of things. But he is right that there's a true advantage to being a new coaching staff. We saw that with the Eagles in 2016, where they started three and zero and then four and one, I believe, and then ultimately, you know, kind of uh, finished seven and nine. But I do think there's a real advantage to being a new coaching staff. And so I think what you see on Thursday night, although it could be somewhat counterproductive, like they're not going to run the plays that I think are the bread and butter of their offense. They're not going to show the Falcons what the Falcons should expect to see in week one. 
And look, most coaches don't. I'm fine with that. Like, coaches are vanilla in the preseason. That's fine. I get that. The defensive coaches going against them are going to be vanilla. Like, that's okay. Yep. I get it. But I need them to execute. I need them to make plays. I need them to, even if they're doing simple stuff, to execute that simple stuff and to look competent out there against a, 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 another team's defense, even if that defense isn't bringing it. Um, all right, let's get into some specifics for the game We've talked about Hurts. I think we kind of all know what we want to see from Hurts. Who are some other players who stand out to you for Thursday night? Players you're going to be watching, whether it's because of position battles, whether it's because, like, a Quez Watkins, you want to see if he's going to carry the camp into the game. Who are some of the big names or big guys that you're looking out for on Thursday? Yeah, so Quez is definitely one of them. Uh, you know, he's he's had an outstanding training camp so far. See if he can translate into the game. But I think more so than him, Jalen Reger. And we'll see how many snaps he gets, but I think that alone will be an interesting story. Like, if the first-team offense comes out, and by that I mean the offensive line and the quarterback and Miles Sanders, and, and Reger is still, like, getting snaps, I think that would be extremely interesting. But I think he needs them. I think you want to see him put him in different situations. And with Reger, you know, I don't want to see – Obviously, seeing him on a jet sweep and making guys miss, like that that's all great, right? But I want to see him go against another cornerback and just beat him at the line and get open down the field and make a play. Or, you know, even if it's a 15-yard crosser, but like create separation. That's what I want to see from Jalen Reger. And I hope he gets enough, enough snaps out there to get practice doing that because he has missed time in camp. And as much as, look, he's going to start, barring injury, he's going to be a starting receiver. So I know you don't want to put him out there for 50 snaps, but at the same time he needs these reps and you need to see what you have in him. And he's not so important that you can't put him out there. And if he gets hurt, like your season is, you know, screwed, right? He's not Jason Kelsey. So I, I think I'll, I would be okay with playing him quite a bit. And I think it's a big preseason game for him. Yeah, I think it is too. I'm with you. And especially cause we're going to see him on the outside. I, I think more than we might during the season. Once Devonte Smith is back with Smith out, it feels pretty likely that we'll see more of Rager on the outside than the inside. Mm -hmm. And and look, if he, I mean, look, it would be with how good Quez has been, and Quez looks much more like a slot receiver than an outside guy, like, it, it would be great if Rager can prove he can play on the outside. Like, I don't expect it, but this is an opportunity, maybe one of his last opportunities, to prove he can work on the outside. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Now, we got a chance to talk to him uh, after practice on Tuesday, and it was you know, our first chance to kind of be super up close to him, as weird as that sounds, but in practice, we watch him. And then the other time we talked to him, he was up at the podium and he does look considerably stronger than he was last year. And I don't know if that's in preparation for being in the side more or what, but he does look stronger and look, the offense will be at its best. If Rager can be in the slot, in my opinion, because Quez can play on the inside. You're right. But I also think Quez can be on the outside. So if you're going to have an offense of Devante on the outside, Rager in the slot, and then that other role, the other receiver role, you can kind of move guys around. You can put Fulgham in there. You can put JJ in there. And, you know, when you're going big, you can put Quez in there when you need to stretch the field. So Rager stepping up and being a good slot receiver would be huge for this offense. But I should also note that one thing that stood out to me these last two days of practice is Greg Ward is really coming on. I mean, Jalen Hurts loves to we've throw in the ball. Just, we've kind of just like forgotten about Greg Ward as an Eagles fan base. He has been so yeah. little talked about over this this period. And part of that could be he missed a few days of camp, who knows. But ultimately, I think just what he does is always overlooked, which is so silly to me because you can make the argument he's been like their best receiver over the last two seasons with the fact that like guys have been in and out and, and those type of things. But uh, he's looked really good. Jalen loves to throw him the ball. So I, and he can't play on the outside. Like Rager, you can move around. 
Um, you know, you can move basically everyone else around on the offense, but I just think Ward is pretty much a slot guy. So, you know, Rager, if it's going to be Smith on one, Smith on one side, and then that other outside receiver spot, if they want to try different things in there, like he's competing with Ward to get uh, snaps on in, in the uh, slot. Wow. All right. This is uh, this is interesting stuff. All right. Um, I want to get to some other guys who you're looking at on Thursday night, but quickly, let me remind everyone, you should download the Parks mm. Casino Sportsbook app. I don't... I don't know what you're doing listening to us and not hanging out with us on the Park Sportsbook app and having a blast. We just mentioned our buddy Ned before. Ned has been having a blast with the Park Sportsbook app. And you can, too. You could do anything and everything with it. You know, you could do baseball, football, uh, soccer, as Elliot has talked well, about in the past. Oh, you got you got something for me. Yeah, I do. Ooh, and I don't mean to interrupt you. No, please. Love a good, I love a you good know, uh, you know Parks read interruption. You know what I'm going to be doing this weekend? The soccer is back. Oh, the EPL is buddy. back. There is a game on Friday, seven games on Saturday, I believe, then two more. <laughs> what a and day. I, I'm looking at my calendar right now. I can see easily I don't, 30 games this month. So I am I am so excited for it to be back. I cannot wait to get back to the Parks app and start you know betting on these games again. So I will be tweeting out. I will once again be riding home underdogs. It's a moneymaker for me. I'll be tweeting out my picks and putting them on Instagram, but the EPL is back, and I'm super excited. Oh, I love it. I love it. All right, so you can bet on soccer. I've been having a little luck with baseball lately. I sent Elliot you have been. 16 yeah. parlay the other day. Bang! Nailed it. How about There's it? Just nothing, nothing worse, but better at the same time than when you hit a huge parlay and you're like, well, why didn't I just put more money? I know. Down? I I sent it to Elliot. I bet a dollar and thirty one cents to win thirty six dollars oh. or whatever. Well, because I I'm like, <laughs> this is let's get into my weirdness here. Uh, so let's I start. had I had a certain amount of money and thirty one cents in the account. It was it was a a uh, one dollar over an even amount. So I was yeah, like, I oh, yep. I'll bet the 131 on this. And then if I lose, I'm even. And if I win, I win. And that's my weirdness. And that's why I bet $1.31, bet 36. And I won. It, but you're right. It's I just wish so I crazy if, and look, you just throw in a dollar down that night to like follow the scores or exactly, whatever, basically. But yes. if you would have just been like, oh, I'll put 10 down. I it know. was like $300 or it liter- Literally, yes. I think the odds were like plus 29 something. So it would have been like $290 something if I had just uh, had some... Some uh, chutzpah there, Elliot. Yes, you're right. But that's the be- good. Well, we'll talk. We'll talk about this on on Thursday in the Parks Pod. You know how to kind of maybe gamble, uh, bet on this game coming up. But you know, <laughs> Philly's a, a, a home favorite. Yes. Maybe the only time all year they'll be a home favorite. So <laughs> home favorite. You better on hope Thursday that's night. not true, Elliot. You better hope that's not true. Uh, wow, my bet won't look good. Yeah, so. yeah. But I'm with you, and that'll be fun. We'll talk. Uh, we'll talk about looking forward to uh, to some NFL bets people can make, and that's a beautiful thing. You can bet on the futures. You can bet on on over unders. You can bet on who's going to win it all, and you can bet, believe it or not, on these preseason games too, and live in game betting, parlays, props, teasers, all of it. And here's the deal: if you sign up now, you get a risk free bet of up to five hundred dollars. Just download the app or click parkscasino.com forward slash pa news. Our promo code GoBirds. Your first bet is risk free up to five. $100 that risk-free bet is refunded in site credit. The website has all the details. You must be 21 and present in Pennsylvania. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, Elliot, who else on Thursday night are you going to have your eyes on? So we talked about the uh, 
the receivers, um, obviously, we, we started talking about Mylotta. Uh, Jalen Hurts is an obvious one. Yeah. So if we want to stay on the offensive side of the ball, I mean, Tyree Jackson. Tyree Jackson has been having a huge training camp so far. I think he's to the point where he's pretty much a lock to make the roster, and he's more so competing for whether or not they'll be comfortable enough to put him out on the field. Um, having a big game on Thursday night against the Steelers will clearly help him do that, and he's going to play quite a bit. He's been getting second and third team reps, which is the majority of the game is going to be, so he should be out there. And honestly, I don't. I haven't. I haven't checked in the last hour or so, so I don't know if they put it up. I can't imagine they have, but who knows? Like, the over under on catches for him should be like six and a half, seven and a half. Like, I think he's going to get a ton of targets. He he's a high volume guy. At least he has been in training camp. So Tyree Jackson uh, at the tight end position is a is a must watch for me. Man, that is a lot of catches. That would be something. What a preseason performance for the ages. I will say, um, as you know, someone who has not been at camp. And listening to the people at camp, particularly you, but really, it's been across the board. I think Tyree Jackson might be the guy I'm most excited to watch with my own eyes, just because I've seen yeah. all these other guys. I know all these other guys. Like this guy is like a, a a a unicorn to me. Like it's like this mythical creature. It's like this guy's dominating camp, and I have no idea who he is, other than you know I know who he is, but I have no idea. I've never seen him play tight end. You know that's for sure. So well, uh, I'm pretty excited about it. What's interesting, too, is, and this is always kind of the battle of training camp, is if you're the Eagles, you want him to play well, clearly. Like, you want to see him play well. But the flip side of that is the better these guys play in preseason, the more likely they are to get claimed off waivers. So if he does come out and have a really big game and then obviously have two more games, we'll see what he does there. Forces the hand almost. Yeah. Yeah, like, you don't want to expose him to waivers, but if you thought you could get him through, I mean, I'm assuming they keep Richard Rodgers. I don't think he's a a lock. It seems at this point like Zach Ertz is going to be here. So him having a big game would put them in a bit of a tough spot. It's a really really fascinating one, Elliot. uh, I hadn't thought about that angle on it, especially because the way he's been talked about, it's like, oh, he's a lock to make the roster. But we know, we watch Eagles training camp every year. We watch preseason games every year. There are going to be two to three guys who everyone thinks are locked to make the roster, or how could they not keep that guy or whatever, who aren't going to make the roster. And generally, Deontay Burnett, you know, these type of guys. Who that's who I was trying to think of. Yes. yes like, generally, yes. these guys do clear waivers. You know, we get so worked up about it and so concerned. Oh, this guy, how could they not keep him? And then the guy ends up on the practice squad. And it's like, oh, okay. You know, but but to your point, like, this guy and this type of thing, if he dominates in preseason – that might not happen, and that could force the Eagles to have to, to keep him in a way they didn't initially want to. It is a really fascinating yep. one. You're right. That's the, the other side of it. All right. Um, anyone else on offense before we get to the defense? No, not really. I mean, Nick Mullins is not going to make this team. So the quarterbacks, and we know Joe Flacco is. So Wait, did not you just say Nick Mullins? So you there. think they're only going to take two quarter, keep two quarterbacks? Yeah, I mean, Nick Mullins is barely throwing the ball. Like, really? let me pull well, that's up my, interesting, though, because, look, I mean, really I know that Sudfeld's gone back and forth and stuff, but they usually do have three quarterbacks on the roster. So, so Mullins, and this is before today, and it looks like today he threw it one, two, three times today. So, big day for him. Uh, he has 88 attempts so far in training camp. Joe Flacco is, like, over 120, over 130. So, like, 50 more attempts. And then Hertz is, you know, obviously way, way above that. So they're just not really letting Mullins throw the ball a lot. Every time he's in there, he's running it, which to me just says they have no serious consideration of letting him compete for the number two spot. And because of what we just talked about with the tight ends and other positions too, like running back, wide receiver, linebacker, these positions, they might go a little heavier. Wasting a spot on a number three cornerback, they'll just put they'll just put him on the practice squad or sign 
somebody else. No, so I don't think I get uh, it. Going to keep him. I mean, I still hate the Joe Flacco signing. Still to this day, I know you do. I, he I just better, do. Though. Well, I don't care. Honestly, I I I, know. I am more and more and more and more. And the more I think about it, the more. Look, because because and that's the thing with Hurts, right? Is that we're trying to make a judgment on a guy who has really not gotten a ton of NFL reps. You know, it, especially these practice reps is the one and all that. But like, the more and more I think about this season and where it's going, like. I don't care if they're 0 and 11. I want Jalen Hurts to keep playing. Like, I don't want to see Joe Flacco, unless Jalen Hurts gets hurt. Like, there is zero reason for Joe Flacco to play this season. Like, I don't care about winning games compared to, to finding out if Jalen Hurts is a quarterback or not. And 0 and 11 is obviously an extreme, and Jalen Hurts would probably have to be the worst quarterback in football to get there. And then you get your answer. Oh, well, we saw that last year. You get so. your answer. But I just, I would much rather see, I would much rather see Jalen Hurts struggle and potentially develop because of it and turn into something than just say, all right, let's go with Flacco to win more games. Like, I, I don't care. I'd rather, the point is, I'd rather go three and 13 than seven and 10 with Joe Flacco, if you know what I mean. Or three yeah, and four. I, I feel like I'll always have to add these, ca- these caveats, but like, we both think Jalen Hurts is going to be good. We both hope he wins a job and they don't trade for Deshaun Watson. I'm not betting against Jalen Hurts. In fact, I made a bet with Howard Eskin that he'll score 35 total touchdowns or more. So I am in on Jalen Hurts. But my opinion aside, and I agree that they should not play Flacco under any circumstance. I'd rather, rather go 0 17, right? My opinion aside, I was debating this today with, with a writer on the sideline. I think there's a non-zero percent chance that they would they would bench Jalen Hurts. Like oh, I would put I, it at I, I, 15%. I agree. I might even put it higher than that. Like I don't disagree with you. That's kind of why I'm saying this. Is that yeah. like I agree with you. Like Jody Cameron brought up the idea of signing Phil Rivers on the show. Like oh, if Hurts struggles, like Sirianni knows him. Like Rivers has talked about how he's working out. How he's not giving up on completely being done and all that stuff. Like and in my head, I'm like, what? What well, the, what the bleep are we talking about here? Like Philip Rivers? Like I don't care about winning games this year. Like unless Jalen Hurts is going to be good and that's the future. Like I'm not winning eight games with Phil Rivers. That sounds like honestly about as much of a disaster of a season as I can think of is winning seven or eight games with Phil Rivers. The the only way I could support a Phil Phil Rivers signing would be if Hurts is really good. Uh, there, you know, and then he suffers some type of seasoning ending injury right. towards the end and of the year. You're talking but you're about like, like you're, eight you're, and three you know, or something. I get yeah. it. Yes, that is a different thing. That is a whole different scenario where all, of, and then you know it's a because then you're you're excited because Hertz is good and you're excited about the team and all that. So it's a whole separate yeah, then thing. You bring two, you know, Nick Foles right. two point You wreck yeah. you wreck Jalen Hurts mentally, and then, you know you go from there. <laughs> Jalen Hurts could handle it, buddy. He's not soft like Carson Wentz. Well, no one paper. thought Carson was soft before, so yeah, who knows? A, but yeah, what a loser. Um, all right. Uh, By the way, actually, quick Carson. I know. Thing. I saw. Yeah, he might. Yeah. You, you might be getting your first back, Elliot. This is not over. I agree with you. Your your optimism. Start three ones again. <laughs> You're back. I never stop, but I, I'm I'm gonna drive it home a little more now. I think he plays week one. Wow. Wow. I mean, your points about why you thought he would make sense. Like I always. Right. I agree with the idea that if anyone's going to try and force their way back onto the field, it's this guy in this situation. So, um, fingers crossed. I'm hopeful. Um, all right, let's get to the defense. As the the vaunted Eagles defense, the best defense in the league, Elliot. Um, mm. In serious, all seriousness, though, like, look, if you're, um, you know, I think the Eagles defense is the thing to be excited about right now. If you're positive about the Eagles this season, like where Elliot's been and all that, like, you better hang your hat on this defense and this defense being really, really good, which it could be, it seems. 
Who are you looking for? What are you looking for? So from the starters, I want to see the defensive line just because it's a chance in real life football to see how they are as pass rushers. Uh, Javon Hargrave, I super want to see after coming off a down year. I think he's going to have a big year. So having a big game on Thursday night in the limited snaps he's going to get would obviously be encouraging to see. Um, and then I guess the linebackers, Eric Wilson. I, I'm assuming Alex Singleton will play. I know he's only practiced a few times, but I'm sure he's going to want to be out there and they want to see their starters together. So I think he'd be out there. And then the the stand-up joker role, like to what Sirianni said, I don't think they're going to show a lot of you know the versatility they practice in in training camp. But if they do, I'll be interested to see who is it. Is it Jannard Avery? I know he's dealing with an injury right now, so maybe he doesn't play. But, do, you know, is it Joe Osman? Those type of things. Um, so kind of like the front seven, I'm more interested in seeing them than I am the secondary. Yeah. At least amongst the starters. No, I think that makes a lot of sense, particularly those linebacker guys. You know, I want to see what Eric Wilson has. Um, I, I'm, I'm intrigued to see that, you know, the new guy there, so to speak. And look, I do think on the back end, it's a shame Kevon Wallace got hurt today. Um, yeah. I, do you have any idea on the extent of that? Cause that is someone I would like, that was someone I liked the pick last year. That way it's funny. Cause you know, we killed the draft last year and rightfully so in the moment as it was happening. And look, the results look like we were pretty right to kill it. I mean, Rager looks like it was right to kill that hurts. Who knows? But the pick itself, we didn't love. And then Davion right. Taylor, we'll see. He gets hurt again. Look like he might be better. But right now, not looking good, right, that draft. But but that specifically with that, you know, um, with that pick there, like, man, it, it would be nice to to get something out of that with Kayvon Wallace. And I was excited about that pick. And, and obviously what we saw of him last year was a disappointment. Um, he's someone I was looking forward to seeing. With McLeod out, you think he's going to get a shot to play some. Um, it's a shame it looks like he, I would guess now not going to play on Thursday where he's at. Yeah, I would assume not. I don't know. I didn't see him walk off the field, so I didn't get a read as to like how hurt he looked. I did see other writers report or tweet that he was walking under his own power, which is obviously a good thing. So he's been getting starter reps, which you know is a shame now that it looks like he, he probably won't play on Thursday. I had to guess. I can't imagine that he would leave the practice on Tuesday and play on Thursday, but who knows? But yeah, he would definitely be up there in terms of like backup type guys that I think need need a big uh, need a big game. Yeah, yeah, I would I would be very intrigued to see him and what he has. Um, obviously, Kerrigan won't go. It looks like what seven to ten days they're saying with the the surgery. Yes, yeah, so he won't play, so yeah. he won't go. Um, I look, I think it'll be interesting to see Sweat. Um, just in terms of of you know one of the. The names of camp, one of the dominant players in camp. I mean, if you want to talk about the guys who who everyone is kind of talking about over and over and again, mm-hmm. all the beats, it's, you know, like you mentioned, Quez Watkins. That's a name that everyone's like, wow, I'm really impressed with what we're seeing from Quez. I think on the de- defensive side of things, I think fair to say Josh Sweat been like the number one guy so far. Yeah, like when the, the few national guys that have been here all seem to come away you know, blown, blown away with how he's looked. So I, I think, you know, seeing him and then the, in the secondary, I think Zach McPherson's like the one cornerback I'm interested in seeing. He's a guy that started as a four, uh, fourth round pick, if I'm remembering correctly, Correct. was a fourth round pick, um, you know, was with the third team to start is now with the second team, got some starter reps on practices where either Slay or Nelson were missing snaps. So he's probably among the secondary guys, the one, I'm most excited to see how he does. Other writers have been super impressed by him. I just haven't been, so I don't know if I'm just not watching the right snaps with him or what. I mean, if enough people think it, then maybe I'm wrong. But he hasn't stood out to me the way he has to other writers. So I'll be interested to see how he does, uh, you know, on Thursday night. 
Yeah, I'm really, really, really intrigued to see if he can kind of parlay in this. And another guy, uh, like similar to Mylotta, right? Another one of those, what do they do with the signing type of things? Because, you know, if he comes out and is as dominant as he's looked and really takes that step, and, and look, that's believable, right? Josh Sweat, one of the few guys on this team, one of the few younger players, you could say like year to year has gotten better and better. It's flash more and yeah. more. I mean, we were both, we're both Josh Sweat over Barnett guys for a while. Like we've said that for a while. Yep. That we're more excited about Barnett and his potential, but another spot where like that's a position where people get paid, you know? And, and if he comes out and has 10 sacks this year, 12 sacks this year, you know? It puts you in another spot where you, you you know do you do you consider giving him a contract now? It's another one of those kind of pivot guys. Well, and he has the knee stuff too. Yeah, right? so, another thing. And yeah. I think he's healthy. Like you know, it almost seems silly to bring it up, but I don't know. It's just you know, it's it's hard not to think about when when you consider the fact that he did suffer it in high school, which is a long time ago. But I would again much rather pay Sweat. I think Sweat's going to be in for a big year, and I do think paying him now would make more sense than paying my lotta. Yeah, I, 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 well, Sweat, I think, is more proven, obviously, than, than my For lotta. sure. And look, he's played football his whole life, you know, so, uh, you know. That, yes, that he is, did <laughs> just learn the sport yeah, three years yeah, ago or whatever. I, um, yeah, I think that's a really fascinating one to watch. Um, Milton Williams, too. I'm, I'm intrigued to see what Milton Williams has. There have been good things. I think him and him and McPherson, um, McPherson, yes. Okay, I keep I keep doubting yes, myself. You got it, Zach I McPherson. I always <laughs> doubt myself too. The well, other one only because I, I said McAllister is... like fifty times before. It's like the one name yeah. I mess up on the pod. You know what? I I'm just thinking of I'm thinking of C Mac now. I'm thinking of Chris McPherson, and I'm going to put those two yes. together. And if if, yes. if if Zach McPherson can be the fo- as good a football player as Chris McPherson is, a good human being, we're going to have a Hall of Famer. On our, our hands Boom. here, because Chris McPherson. I hope he hears that. I, I, he probably won't, but like honestly, and you know, I worked for the Eagles and all that. Chris McPherson. Yeah, we always talk about like the nicest guys in this business, and there there are names that always come up. You know, like Brian Seltzer's name. I always say is like one of the true nicest human beings you'll ever meet. Like there are people in this business who we talk about in that way. Chris McPherson is at the top of that list. Like he is one of the nicest human beings I've mm. ever interacted with in any forum. Love Chris McPherson. Well, anyway, I'll tell him that next time. Uh, Please, next time I, I see him, I'll tell I, I, him. I'm such a big Chris McPherson fan. All right, um, yeah, Zach McPherson and Milton Williams. Like I don't know, uh, we haven't talked a lot on the pod about Milton Williams, but it does seem like the, if nothing else, the the coaching staff seems to be pretty excited about Milton Williams. Yeah, and the other players do too. I mean, other players are asked about. They get asked about rookies all the time, and sometimes you can they'll say things like, oh, well, we'll see, you know, and you can tell they're maybe not as super impressed. But Milt Williams, a guy that they all say, like, when you see him, you say, like, okay, yeah, this guy can play. And I, I do believe, like, players are really good at recognizing more so than, you know, other, like, media members and, you know, non-football guys, I guess, in the front office. But I think players are really good at saying, like, okay, yeah, that guy can play. So I think it's, I think it's certainly encouraging that they feel that way about him. And he's going to play a lot of snaps, too, because he's not a starter. He needs them. So he'll, he'll definitely get a, a chance to, to impress his coaches. Do you think that, that Howie Roseman wants Milton Williams to succeed more than any other player? Simply? Oh, yes. Yeah, because yes. of the draft video and all that. Yes. <laughs> you yes. know how he's well, like... Be good, Milton. I need you, pal. He needs it badly. So the other thing, really quick, before we move on, special teams too, right? Like oh, Jake good Elliott. Point. You uh, know, we have not talked special teams at all, and they're like thirteen-year-old coordinator. Um, I know. <laughs> what what what's going on with the special teams? Well, 
they're not like I think the Eagles are going to win double digit games. But even if they do prove me right, they're not going to be blowing people out. This is going to be a team that's going to be in a lot of competitive games this year. And special teams are huge for that. It's field a great position, point, a great point. Field goals, like miscues, right? Like, you know, fumbled punts, those type of things, giving up big plays. And I think the special teams are a definite question mark. Like Jake Elliott's coming off of at best what I would call an up and down year. Their punter, whose name I'm probably going to butcher, but uh, Ari and Sippos, I believe, or Sippos. Uh, dude, I've only seen it in writing. I had no idea how to approach that one. <laughs> yeah, it's a tough one. I so, didn't even know he was the punter. And then all of a sudden, like, obviously I knew Cam was gone, but I, I was like, oh, who's this guy? Oh, he's our punter. Okay. Yeah. So I will say we interviewed him once and he seemed very cool, which for me, I'm like, all right, maybe you're going to be good. Like, in. the. the the first time I interviewed Nate Herbig as an undrafted rookie, I was like, this guy can definitely play. And now here he is. Not a starter, but I think he's you know, had a nice career so far considering he was undrafted. So I can definitely gauge things. He gauge these things. It does seem like he's going to be good, but he's never kicked an NFL game, so who knows? And then you said it. Like Michael Clayton, youngest coordinator in the NFL, and – We'll see. Like uh, I was, I was on with Richie and you and DeCamera earlier, and Richie made a good point that if the bottom half of the roster is not great, that's going to impact special teams. Yeah. So, um, and that's something we'll definitely. I mean, Jake Elliott's going to kick all game. The punter is going to punt all game. They have no other punter kickers on the roster, so we'll definitely get a good look at them. Yeah. No, that's a great point, and I hadn't thought about it. And it is really important. Like to your point, I think that's a great point, Elliot. That. That this isn't going to be the tw- if they if they surprise us and obviously I'm not talking Super Bowl but like the 2017 Eagles not only surprised us but they went out and whooped teams asses every week like yep. they handled business they put up 50 spots you know like they were they were dominant like this team even in best case scenario where they're they're much better than people think they're going to be playing tight games it's a great point Elliot and that is like the difference that could be the difference in a tight game field position a fumble on a punt mm-hmm. return all that stuff like. A missed field goal. Like, it's a great point, Elliot. And we talk a lot about Elliot and, and the punter in the course of the season when we talk about special teams, but but the coverage units, the return units, like, we've joked about, like, who the hell's returning punts? But, like, seriously, like, that's important. It's important. It's a chance to, to gain yardage when this team's going to need every freaking yard they can get. It's a great point, Elliot. A really, really good should point. Should we just... Should we just call him the punter, or is that like disrespectful? <laughs> no, I love it. He, as of now, he's the punter. He has to earn his name. He's the punter. It's a good point. It's a good point. He's the punter. So they have Jake Elliott and the punter. <laughs> love it. If it weren't for the Super Bowl, Jake Elliott might be called the kicker, but I think because of the Super Bowl, yeah, he, still, he, point, still actually, Jake yeah. Elliott, he still gets Jake Elliott's status. Uh, really, I'm happy you brought up the special teams. That is that is something worth watching and something to keep an eye on, especially with this young coordinator. Again, like you said, the youngest yep. coordinator in the sport. I mean, that's... That's something. I don't know what it is. I mean, they're I, Alex Singleton. I mean, they got a young staff, man. I mean, the, Alex Singleton was on the show today, and he's talking about how he, he's like, yeah, me and our, our coach, you're the linebacker's coach, we're both 27, and everyone's younger than that. I'm like, a 27-year-old linebacker coach? Like, this is crazy. Dude, it's crazy. The linebacker coach, when he, like, walks out to practice, looks like a player that's injured and just not practicing. Like, man. he's so young-looking. I'm but old again, enough we've to be his father, like... Elliot, and I'm not saying that as a joke. Like, I am biologically— well, you pretty young. Yes, but biologically old enough to be his father. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, you got a birthday coming up, so, you know. <laughs> I know. Big one, buddy. Big one. Yep. We'll talk about it when it gets here. Yes, yes. All right. Um, anything else? Anyone else you're looking out for that we haven't hit on? 
you know, Sirianni, just because it is oh, his first point. game great as a head point. coach at any great level. Point. And I'm just very interested to see how he handles himself on the sideline. At practice, he's been extremely emotional. You, he, you know, I think the clear takeaway from his press conferences, at least early on, is just how passionate he is and, and those type of things. So, And you want that in a head coach. But on the sideline, I don't know if that's what you want. So I'll be a little interested to see how he handles himself. Yeah, I think that's a great point. I'm I'm fascinated to see what his demeanor is. You know, look, because he's an excitable guy. He admits it. We know it. I, you know, it's right. very clear. I am really intrigued to see how he is on the sidelines. Like, how much of the, the energy and, and fire comes out? How composed can he be when he needs to be? It's a great point, Elliot. And, like, I'm, I'm so happy you said that because, honestly, I might be more interested in seeing Nick Sirianni than in the players like just to see what he's like yeah in that first mean, opportunity. calling plays yeah just, you know I mean and it's a preseason game so there's not going to be you know 10 spots presumably but you know two minute warnings how does he manage the clock yeah. like challenges yeah. those type of things. it's a great point especially later you know because the game goes on with with bad players but Sirianni's gonna be coaching the whole game one question that yep. made me think of that um I was a little concerned about uh, Sirianni talking today about how he's going to go about calling the plays. Is it weird that he's going to call the play and then give it to Shane Steichen to give to the quarterback? Is that normal? Because that sounded weird to me. Like, why wouldn't he just send the play in himself like Doug did? Yeah, it it just sounds like an unnecessary step. Right? Yeah, right? it sounds like, like one extra step to make things harder. Yeah, like, who knows? And, you know, uh, if this is a problem for them, then they got lo- lots of problems. Like, I don't know. Shane mishears it. Exactly. You know, it's like whisper yes. down the lane, yes. right? Like, I, so he said it so that he can talk to other people. And I guess that makes sense. Like he gives Shane the play. Uh, then he can talk to other, you know, I don't know, his analytics staff, like think ahead while Shane communicates it to Jalen and maybe answers any question. I don't, I mean, Jalen can't really talk back, but yeah. whatever. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but regardless, so maybe, maybe that's the logic, Yeah. but I agree. I think it's, it just seems weird to me. If I was Nick, considering how important it is, I would want to be directly in the air. Yeah, me too. I mean, too, especially when you like, and look, I know like that, I think people have made, you know, too much of the McVay and Goff's ear and all that till the, till the thing. But like Sean McVay was in Jared Goff's ear till 10 seconds before the snap or 15 seconds, whatever it is that he could like, like, right. you know, it's surprising. I'm with you. It's surprising that Sirianni wouldn't want to be in his ear. Wouldn't be like, look out for this. This is going to look. I do think it shows that he trusts Shane Steichen implicitly. Obviously, if he's delegating that to him, great leaders delegate. I get that. And and look, we did talk about originally with Doug, like one of my issues when Doug came in, I was wrong. I said, I you know, afterwards I was wrong, but I was worried about him calling plays as a first time head coach with all the other things that he has to worry about. So I, I do like delegating. In, in this case, it just felt to me like, unnecessary extra steps. Um, all right, Elliot, any other things that you're looking for on Thursday? No, I feel like we've touched all of it. Like, I mean, we'll see what the attendance is. It'll just be cool to, again, see like a potentially going to be sold out Eagles game. We haven't yeah, seen it since I the 2019 season. So I think it's going to be packed. I really do. I, I think that I think it should be. It should be. It really should be. Yes. Look, they, you didn't get to go to many games last year. It shut down pretty quick. Like the link is back. You can go to games like, and it's it's gonna be fun down there. It's a preseason game, but it's it's Sirianni's first game ever. It's Hertz's first game as the the you know I guess unquestioned starter. I was about to say, even though they won't really name him. Right, right. <laughs> but I think it could be a special one to be down there for. So I'm I'm with you. Um, and I'm excited again. Like you, like I said at the top, like I don't really get excited for preseason games. I'm excited for this one. That says something. I think. 
Look, you're you're leaving a fish concert to come see it. So that's all you really need to know, right? Yes. If, if yes. anyone doesn't think you're excited. And we're doing the pregame show, which will be exciting. So I'll be out out on the plaza. So if you're a pod listener, come by and say what's Ooh, up. Always need to love it though. Love yeah. that. Yes. Go say hi to Elliot if you're down there. That'd be really, really cool. All right. Uh we'll be back on Thursday with the Parks Picks Pod. Any Ellie uh Elliot, any final thoughts before we get out of here? I stumbled there. It was like any Ellie ah. Elliot, any it's not great. You can do it. So I, <laughs> I do, do think it. I have it a money-making idea. I do think I have a money-making idea, but I think it's so good I'm debating if I should even share Whoa! it. Whoa! I mean, I or generally... Like real one status late enough in the pot. So I, this is totally your call. Um, generally, if, if, if you're going to do something about it, potentially, keep it to yourself. I don't think anyone would blame you if you actually think you could make money off this thing. But if it's just one of those ideas that you're never going to do anything with, even if it's a great one, let the listeners make some money. All right. Here's my idea. Oh, you're just going I for think it. I, I love I it. I think I could do a daily fantasy league with my training camp stats. Wait, what? So here's how it would work. So every day I track catches, throws, touchdowns, carries, all those things, right? People follow them. People love daily fantasy. Imagine if you could you could pick like, all right, I'm going to pick, you know, a receiver and a running back for today's practice. And I'm going to go against somebody, whoever has the most catches that day, I win. And it sounds crazy, but people bet preseason games. People love daily fantasy. I have the stats. So like no one else can could do this. But like, I think people would be into it. I look, I think there might be some people into it. I do not think this is a million dollar idea or anything. I don't know. You think it would? I mean, you think, you think it's two years from now, parks are, you know, I guess they don't do fantasy, <laughs> but, you know, people are, they're going to have other fantasy people out there practice tracking every day. Yeah. Let's watch. All right. I, I, I think it was fine to give this idea out, especially because they're your stats. So, right. No one can take Yes. Them, I yes. I think the infrastructure needed to make this work might not be worth the initial investment, but there's some potential here. It could work. Yeah, so I'm anyway, not as blown away idea. by if it. If you're yeah. still listening, I think it was if an you're okay still listening idea. And you like it? Let me know. Yeah, let Elliot know because I think it's an okay idea. I don't think it's your best. If we're gonna be real, well, when I'm cashing in and I'm sending you to fish concerts, <laughs> don't get out with me. Yeah, I will be all don't in. Don't want to hear anything about it. Oh, yeah. buddy! All right, Thursday Parks Picks Pod. More importantly, a review of the fish show I went to the night before. How about Can't that? Wait. Oh, Elliot, I don't even care about the Parks Picks. I do, to be honest, but. The fish review. I would hope so. That's the reason to tune in, right? I mean, come on. Yes. I can't wait. First It'll concert be back. One. Let's go. All right. Um, we'll be back Thursday. Um, check us out then. And uh, and Eagles freaking playing a game on Thursday, so it's exciting. So um, we'll be back on Thursday. We'll look ahead and, and all that good stuff. So until then, he's Elliot James. Talk to you soon.